you just will double back around it. All right, excellent. Um, we're going to move on to the AFL now because a fair bit was happening in the AFL last week. And I want to start with uh, umpiring. The conspiracy theory. <sighs> You'll like this, Fabian. Steve. Steve Madden. Steve Madden. Steve Hawking. He's talking about everything but the ele- elephant in the room. Yep. He's talking about everything but the elephant in the room. And I, th- I honestly think that Saturday night's debacle got to the stage where we actually can't ignore that because that's, that's just horrific. The only thing on Saturday night that saved the AFL's ass is there was an equally poor free kick to Ben Brown three minutes earlier. True. So the two cancelled one another out. True. But my point, like, it's just this is the only part of the game that seems to be immune from scrutiny. But not only is it immune from scrutiny, well, like we always talk about skills in football, the only skill in football that has not been improving is goal kicking. Well, the skill and the art of umpiring and umpiring well and to be seen but not heard type mm. situation that a good umpiring performance brings, the umpiring is at its absolute lowest nadir. We I've will, never seen it worse. We will talk, if I've, we'll talk about the Carlton game specifically in a second, but we'll use that as a metric because you and I were both there. Do they, and this is my, I said to Dad, I go, would they leave the field at the end of that game? People hung around to boo them off the field. Yeah. Like Dead said, as silly as that sounds. How were they all not arrested? No, but people, yeah, well, they obviously just booed and didn't call someone a bald flog or, you know. But do they seriously leave the field of play to 30 odd thousand people booing them off the ground? And not think, do we do a good job today? Well, by the same token... Putting partisanship aside, yeah. they seriously sit there and go, everyone in here thinks we did a shit job. There's a lot of games of footy where, an, where a, a group of umpires will be booed off the ground because invariably the supporters of the losing side don't want to think that their side wasn't good enough to be able to win the what game was the and flip- they need someone to blame. What was the flip side here, Timbo? The people booing with the winners. The supporters of the winning team yeah, were booing them from yeah. the field. And it's just a small thing where you sit there and go... When they're leaving the field, do they stop and think, 30,000 people think we were terrible today. Is there something in that, or should I just ignore it? Well, I guess at the end of the day, they have a boss. They have someone to be able to report to, and they'll review the game, and they will tell them whether they got them right or not. If your boss is selling you constantly, you're doing a good job, Timbo. You need to change anything about your, the way you go about it? Probably not. And this is the thing... But, but what they're saying in the media... And they seem to defend what I would consider bad decisions in the media almost you know, every single time. Granted, on the weekend, they recognised that those two errors in the Brisbane-North Melbourne game were indeed errors. So at least that was refreshing. What was, what was the other error? The, there was one Scott to Ben Thompson. Brown where Ben Brown went up for a, uh, was it a, a ball up. Yeah. And he was, there was a bit of contact and he's gone down as if shot. And, and it was like was, the Max Gorn rule. Effectively, you know, he puts yeah, his hand stuck out. Stuck his arm out. And he, he's gone down like a sack of potatoes. They've been paying that all year. <coughs> it wasn't a free kick. And, and they recognised that it wasn't. And, and I think there'd been a couple of calls earlier in the year where they were saying that Ben Brown was staging for free kicks. And he does. what it awfully looked like. Well, this is a shout-out to uh, one of our users on Twitter, Matt Gleeson, who actually put it very succinctly. And I, I, I bookmarked the tweet to bring up in just this instance, knowing we would be talking about this. He made a really, really excellent point where he said... Um, and I'm paraphrasing him a bit here because just for the sake of brevity, said the rules have been slowly but surely modified and tweaked over the years to the point that they are so open to interpretation, they are so vague, deliberately, so that the AFL can actually justify every decision. Every decision. And I actually, I thought, that's, that's pretty much spot on. 
They've tweaked the rules to such a degree. Hands in the back are now out. So a push in the back can be a push in the back, back to the way it was. Everything is so open to interpretation. It's so grey that I could make a decision diametrically opposed to a decision you make, and they're both right. Yeah. And, and look, I'm a big believer that those interpretations are all born to be able to make it easier to umpire and mm. keep it black and white. And that's why the hands in the back rule just became, you put your hands anywhere near them, it's a free kick. Which, which was because ridiculous, it made it easy, wasn't it? Because it was not, they're not in the spirit of the game and it was dumb. Yeah. And it actually requires an umpire to have a little bit of footy smarts and understand, you know, yeah. a bit of ruck craft, big boy, you know, well, all that sort of stuff. Like... But then in the end, it was it was Lee Fisher who fucked up oh. the... And that was um, the most disappointing part yeah. about that decision. You, you had nothing to fall back on and you go, had... this should be better because... But look, at the end of the day, he made a mistake. And poor, poor, what, what's his surname? Scott Thompson. Mm. Did you hear what happened to him during the game? I did. <laughs> to add insult to injury, Fab, he's he's taken one of the best defensive marks of the season, used his body Textbook. magnificently. Watched the ball Textbook, all the way. Taken the mark, gotten rid of his opponent, or did it all with a ruptured testicle. What? Yeah, you got, exactly you got right. A, you got a back, a heel to the nut. Yeah, that's right. Just he, he was chasing he someone down and that in the back, obviously. Was it Charlie Cameron? I don't know. And the, in, he's got his heel as he was sort of chasing him down to the Jats and it ruptured his man. ruptured well, his well, I have testicle. a shout-out now. Shout-out to Andy Buck, <laughs> whose testicle I ruptured in at <laughs> uni. What on earth were you doing? I was having it. We are playing soccer Seven lunch. every day. Indoor soccer. <laughs> and Divine Brown. <laughs> I had an open goal and desperation, Andy slid across oh. and I've got him full... Whack, he's had two kids since, so he's fine. So the other one works he, well. He pissed, he pissed blood for a while. But, on a related shout-out, he got the snip this week. So shout-out to Andy's testicles. Shout-out to Andy Buck. Just uh, hope you're going well, buddy. Um, and just before we move off umpiring, every time one of these happens, you get the media come and they run interference. Oh, it's the hardest game in the world. Oh, it's so difficult. To, you know what? If, they want, if they're worried about umpire pathways and less people taking it up, you know what they just need to do? Put an ad out saying how much you get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Get five grand a game. Yep. I would let you call me whatever the fuck you want <laughs> to be at the MCG between what? What are they? What time they reckon they get there? Twelve thirty. <laughs> you shaved ape, as yeah. you said in your text message <laughs> 12 today. Fucking, I get there at twelve thirty. Umpire the game. Call me anything you fucking want. Yep. I. I That's the. That I, should be the I, carrot I, at the end of the pathway. Is you get really well paid. You can actually do this casual job. Mm. For your yearly wage. Do they think they're somehow part of the game? Yes. That's an issue. That's a huge issue. Like, then, like why have they got numbers on? Um, I, I only think that's... Like, why do they need numbers? That's actually not a bad point. All right, so we can identify, oh, that's, uh, for example, Matthew Nichol. Who give a fuck who it is? I, I, I hate it. I hate it with a passion. I hate that Razor Ray. No, 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 they're mic'd up. I get them mic'd up. No, no, no. Because you want to know. Yeah, the mic'd up makes sense. Yeah, but they're using it as a... I've got a great rapport with the players. No, but the mic, the mic up. No, the mic up has to stay because you don't want to be sitting at home and telling you, "What the what was that for? What the hell was that for?" The umpire. What on earth could you possibly? Okay, so they give the explanation, and you still think, "What was that?" But at least you know. But at least you can you understand why he's made the call. He may have still made an error, but at least he says, "Um, "You got him over the shoulder. You got him high. The first contact was high. Whatever it happened." And that's all it's for. And 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 I'd wear that. Yeah. Because it's a t- it is a tough game to umpire. It's but not it's- Tim. Stop indulging it. Well, no, no, it's not. Anyone, have you ever done any- it? Yeah. And guess what? The decisions I made were the, the ones that you I saw. Ma- 
and you were certain, certain and were certain, that's it. If people say, Fab, you missed 30 free kicks, fuck it, bad luck. But guess what? When I blew my whistle, it was correct. And that's all we want. Yeah. Because if it's a 50-50 con, don't pick something out. It's like anything. I'm a big though. believer Stop in play on. Play on is the because most important the whistle, tool. It feels great. I blow the whistle. I get the, the the crowd's engaged. I think it's for me. No, it's not for you, mate. The, the team who you've given the award of the free kick to is cheering. And that's what it is. It's the theatre of the whole thing. I think it's it stinks too with this idea that in the search for perfection, in the search for everything to be 100% right, we're going through it with the score review, we've been through it with cricket and all manner of other sports. You're never going to be perfect. No. But what everyone expects now with all the replays and the coverage is perfection. Yep. And the, the AFL, the umpires are sort of bought into that a little bit. What they did on Sunday was a step in the right direction to say, we got that, I was wrong. Not, no, we defend that decision, that defend decision was correct. Just admit it. No, we got it wrong. Do yeah. they spend hours and hours on all the talkback shows? Do they spend hours and hours going over the decisions that were missed? No, because they're the they, ones that matter. Right? They go over the ones that were paid. Oh, this was a free... They paid this free... Because no one gives a fuck. If it's missed, it's missed. If it's missed, it's just missed. It's gone. Yeah. All right? It was like the Collingwood game. So just it was blow, a few missed, but you're going, oh, well, yeah, but it happens. If you let it go, yeah. the game will balance itself out. Pay the obvious one. Tim gets a massive shove in the back. By the way, it's easy. I can see it. Yeah. You're yep. just there to officiate what everyone can see. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. In, look, in the Collingwood game, there was... Why do some... Sorry. Why do some umpires... Two players going for the ball. Or someone gets wrapped up, blows the whistle straight away, ball up. And another umpire, umpiring in the same league, will wait and wait and wait. And then the, no legitimate the, attempt. What the fuck? It's the same thing. I think Why it depends do, where the ball is too. Yeah. No, but sometimes they I'm just... Not, I'm not defending it. I think it... They just blow it and ball up. it up. And the other times they just wait for... Oh, I'm going to pay a free kick here. Which is why that free kick to Caleb Marchbank in the Brisbane game when he was trying to oh, progress the game and got caught holding the ball and you're going... That's, 10 that's, metres that's, out that's from That's not goal. a free kick and it's definitely not a free kick there. And others would say it doesn't matter where it is. And it's sort of like, yeah, maybe. However, we're trained to understand that... It's got to be absolutely certain if it's in the, the teeth of goal for the, the opposition. The directive that they're given is 100% wrong. Commentators say it. When there's three ball-ups in a row, they say it. There'll wait, be a cheap one here. Wait for a free kick to be paid out here. Because yep. it's obviously a directive. We're going to move the game on. Yep. Because there'll be moans and stuff. Tough, tough Speaking shit. Speaking of directives, oh, conspiracy theory, Timbo. Oh, I'm all over it. So. Saturday, Saturday's game had that smell about it. Well, at 43 points in front and Carlton players queuing up to kick goals. It had a it, smell. It, it had every bit of 80 points plus it had a smell all over it. The AFL weren't going to affect the outcome. No. But they what were going we, to affect the margin. What we need to manage is the margin. Is we can't have we can't have the fucking 17th best team beating the 18th team by, by 12 goals. Yep. Because this team's been battered for weeks. We, we can't have a, another negative swell. So we started to, we, as you said, we got to that seven goals and looked very comfortable, and then all of a sudden it became very difficult. But realistically too, if, if they have any, um, any inkling at the moment that they're a chance to be able to give a priority pick, whether it be a prior to the first round, mid-first round, end-of-first round draft pick to Gold Coast as part of their you know, rebuild... Mm-hmm. Go your hardest. If anything, you should be doing it the other way around and giving Carlton every free kick under the sun and letting him win by another 100. It was bizarre. It just had that feeling. As I said, I said it on the Twitter and I said it in the text, I think. It just had that feeling that 
We're not going to affect the winner and the loser. We're going to keep it close. We, just, we, we can't have it blowing out. So you're going to win, but you're not going to have it. So it'll be interesting this week. I think they play the Bombers up there. Yeah, they do. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I'll actually make a point of watching that just to see... If there's a, How does, a does similar it, feel. If there's a similar feel. Nah, it'll be open. It's an it's win by 100 plus points. Will they be allowed to? Yeah, absolutely. It's not Carlton. True. The other point on the agenda this week was the mid-season trade. Now, I've got a couple of issues with the mid-season trade. I don't have an issue with it existing as such. Yep. But what I've got an issue is what it represents from an AFL management point of view. Again, it's another half-pregnant idea. Oh, we're going to introduce it, uh, but there's going to be some provisions... Uh, with you know who's eligible? No, you either have it or you don't. Yep. It's only open to players who have played um, less than fifty percent of the games. Well, what's the point? Yeah. And don't be don't be seduced by this January transfer window or whatever it is in the states and whatever. It, you know why they work, particularly in Europe, because it's money. Yeah. That's what you're selling for. And it's hope. Cash. Yeah. Whereas here, it's what you're going to get later on. It picks in the player. So the currency is the same. So I well, see the one go, fascinating the thing point? is, like, if, if Carlton's a contender next year, and let's humour ourselves and say that we are, and there's a mid-season draft, <laughs> and, uh, and Cruiser goes down, and we turn around and we say to Hawthorne, give us Ben McAvoy, and we'll give you whatever. My, the million-dollar question to me is, are we loaning Ben McAvoy to the end of the season, or is he now our player? I think it's forever. Just, it's he's ours. Yeah, you get his contract. You don't loan him back and forth and whatever. But yeah. and then you still because that's what becomes difficult. Uh, you know what else becomes difficult? You've got to be able to fit these idiots in the cap. Well, that and that's the other thing is is there's going to be salary cap implications to can you afford these guys? And the other thing that I, I which, which is why I'm sort of thinking if you're only if you're only paying match payments and say base salary is still covered by their original team, maybe they do go back at the end of the season, and maybe it's you're getting the player in to give you the opportunity to continue to compete in that year. Are we mature enough as a fan base to cope with that? Look, it happens a lot in other leagues around the world. I mean, we're we're not in a position to have loan players at the moment. That would would screw with everybody's ideologies now. We're not even mature enough, Tim, to admit that the draft is fucked. We're not even mature well, you enough keep at the moment. On about that. I, I think it's people aren't it's even not coming around on the Suns. Yeah. People are still going. Mm, no, we can't. Why would we give the Suns help? Because they're shit. Because <laughs> they're absolute rubbish. There are still holdouts out there going. Hmm, I don't know about that. How are they going to feel about? Yeah, Paddy Cripps plays the second half of the year at Collingwood and comes back to us. Yeah, let's shell that idea. <laughs> and you sort of going well. And the other thing, the other problem I've got with this is people don't want to give extra picks because of tanking. What's this going to do for tanking? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we're baked. We need to finish as low as we so can. It's an opportunity to uh, yeah, sell the farm. Yeah, Lockie, Lockie Henderson, Yaz, you can go now. And that means if we weren't going to finish bottom two or three, we fucking are now. Yeah, we're over the line now. And I just laugh about it. I just think it's hilarious. It's just, it's just going to send teams who want to go to the bottom. They're a hell of a lot quicker. They can play the last half of the year on skeleton staff. Well, very quickly, as I was driving here, Terry Wallace was on the well, radio. And they were talking about the father-son rule. Yep. And obviously his beef, and it's not a beef, he's just lamenting the situation. He's lamenting the fact that Dean Anderson is a premiership player at Hawthorne and his son's one of the two best players in the country and Dean never played enough game to be games to be father-son eligible. And they're saying, should we reduce the 100-game qualification to 50? And player who, I've heard him say this before and I'm inclined to agree with it, he says... 
if you are good enough to play one game of AFL football, you've worked that hard to get there, you should be you should be eligible that any of your sons or daughters I can don't play. Don't disagree. I think it should be staggered. But but the one thing that I was thinking is um, if Sam Walsh is tipped by many to be the greatest young player coming through in the TAC Cup of all time, the year before, you draft Mr. Walsh, stick him in the fourth <laughs> pocket for one game. <laughs> he doesn't draft, touch the floor. He weighs 145 kilos. Tim, Tim, Tim's introduced a new rule and then loopholed it straight away. <laughs> I but, think- but you sat there and you thought... I agree with it, and and not because we potentially could have drafted Brett Deledio because his old man played one game for Carlton, but you sit there and you're going, it is hard to play AFL football, and if there is a kid I just who think wants to follow staggered. his father's footsteps, I love it. Yeah. But people, like coaches cannot be trusted with our game as it stands in the moment, at the moment, because they're fucking it up because they want to be more competitive or not get beaten by that much. But We all but, love but, the father-son rule because it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Everyone loves it. I think that... My, it's not a solution. My proposal is it's staggered, and I think that the old the old level or the old ceiling used to be fifty. Yep. So I don't mind them saying for for to be eligible, you have to have played fifty games. Between fifty and hundred games, the system is as it is. But then we start staggering it. So you get to the ultimate end game is if you get to Stephen Silvani's played three hundred games, we just get his kids. Yeah. Yep. We just literally just say we're taking them. Yeah, and you just Jack get him. With, also think if you've been, you just get him with your last pick, whatever it is. Yeah. Whereas if you've paid, once again, it goes to that bidding system. If you're a hundred to two hundred, two hundred to three hundred, we do incrementally make it easier because when it gets to the stage of using his example, Silvani, yep. you don't you're like the game doesn't want Silvani's playing for Collingwood. No, that's exactly or, right. Or or Essendon as there would have been in this case. You can flip that. You can flip the case for anyone. The game doesn't want James Hood's son playing for Carlton. No, I agree. I agree. There but but there's such a, an ambition of the AFL on some hands to be as equal as it can possibly it's, be. I've been over this, Tim. It's not equal. No, I agree. We need to and accept that. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it is not equal when you have a fixture and you don't play everybody twice or at least an even number. It is an equal. Is However, it? I'm talking about everything. It's not no, equal. no. How, but they are at every juncture. They're trying to make it as transparent and even as possible. And and good on them for trying. But as, exactly as you sort of say, you know, when you've got kids coming through like Jack Viney and Joe Danaher, you know, kids that are like, you know, yeah, legacies, you know, absolute jets, and and they're going to make a difference. You're getting them out of sequence. Well, but it was all good theory- enough for Geelong. Geelong. Oh, look, totally. The Geelong were totally. just in the right they place them at the right to time the, to the extreme. Not totally. Geelong so- were just literally the system served them. And it was perfect storm for them, and it might well serve them again in fifteen well, years. I think when Adelaide all those Crows kids are... have had one player. Well, that's because they fucking formed in nineteen ninety one. That'll come yeah, around to yeah. them eventually. They also made their own rule, and they missed out on Bryce Gibbs in, under their own rule. But... but you sit there and go, like you can't <laughs> idiot. But you, my attitude with is, <laughs> the system is there. Adelaide knew what the system was. Well, they created the system, but they were they were a brand new team. Yeah. yeah. So you just sit there and go, mate. You're just gonna have to wear it. You're a brand new fucking team. You don't have the history yet. But they were able to draw from the SANFL if you'd played enough games. They just didn't put it at a point and a time that allowed them to get Bryce Gibbs. Oh, and I agree they, completely. They wanted to be able to change it so they could fit him in. And the AFL said, you can't change a rule to get a player. You've got to change a rule for a reason that it makes sense. And they said, we're, we're not accepting we what like you're it. trying to do. And then lastly... There's also, got to be, sorry, there's also got to be a Shane O'Sullivan caveat in the rules as well. If you've been on a list for five years, I don't give a shit if you've played... 12 games. One you've been game on this for five years. Yeah. Like you, you want service. You're, you're part of the club. Yeah. 
I, I, I agree. Shane, I didn't make it on the on the on the field. He should have played 150 games. He was there that Luke long. Luke O'Sullivan. Luke O'Sullivan. Who am I saying? Shane O'Sullivan. Poor Shane. Shane O'Sullivan. Shane O'Sullivan. He's still there. Shane O'Sullivan's got no issues with tenure. Um, <laughs> and then one last thing, really quickly. Is he still there in He's some still capacity? There in some yeah, capacity. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, last thing with the AFL. Right. Uh, back onto our mate Steve. Steve. Steve Hawking. <laughs> Mate, you reckon people will get that reference? I don't know. No doubt. Steve Hawking, mate. Steve, bring back runners. I've had I've had enough of it. Bring them back. Well, we I must, think they're going to. We I, must be the only major this. sport in the world. We it's, must be the only sport in the world who sits there and goes, "One of the most important aspects of game day, coaching, can't do it." In every other sport, basketball, the coach is yelling at you. You can hear him as you run past. In basketball, they can stop the game. In the NFL, same thing. You, you, sometimes he's talking to you through a microphone in your head. Every H- other Hansi sport. Cronier was doing Hansi that. was doing that. <laughs> NHL, the guys on the ice, you're coming off a fair bit. He's yelling at you yeah. as you skate past. In every game but ours, you can't talk to your players. You can't give direction. You could be getting thrashed. They didn't really think that through, did it's they? It's so stupid Jimbo. because he didn't like the look of it. He didn't I like tweeted, the look and of it. Was it because of Alex and I got caught in the grand final. Oh. I've said this. AFL overreact to one. Yeah. Everything. Tough hits, pay the free kick against the Collingwood runner. I feel sorry for him. It but didn't matter. He wouldn't have got right. the ball anyway. What's his Stevenson? Right. But that's all it is. Alex Woodward. Oh, well, don't change. Yeah. I think it was Stevenson. He wouldn't have got there anyway. The yeah. deliberate rule to such a point where, because Brent Guerra walked it through on grand final day and yeah. Joel Bowden did it once or twice. Who cares? Who cares? I agree. I agree. Man up. Get in front, do something bad. They luck. still conceded a point. I Make mean, them kick yeah. long. You can win the game by a point. This is true. But that's the thing with runners. You see, I just makes me everything. just bring just them back. Yeah, you make change rule. You're making the- Sydney don't change the fucking rule that no one else had an issue with. Jeez, you hate Sydney. Sydney put another man on the ground for 25 minutes. Tim, it wasn't that long. But I'm saying it was the only time it's ever happened. Basically, and we my bugbear is we've made a decision that makes the most important man in the club redundant. For potentially quarters at a time, yeah. depending yeah. on what the scoring is. And if I'm sitting there watching my team going, the coach wants to make a move that'll make us more competitive, and he can't until the opposition or we kick a goal, it's just madness. Yeah, yeah there's no sense to that. It's just stupid. I mean, if you need to make the rule where you know we were rocking two runners at a time, is that and they why were on momentum the field. is so? Yes, yes. What's the word I'm looking for? Huge. So important. Now it's more. It's more prevalent. Now, these momentum shifts. Like when a team to gets wait. a run-on, they get a bloody run-on. You have to wait so someone kicks a goal. You need a Lukey Hodge to go, hey, you, 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 get back here. Yeah. Like he's got carte blanche to just pull strings. Agreed. So Agreed. hopefully there's, there's been a bit of chat that... Um, Sam Doherty, but he's on the bench too. <laughs> yelling. <laughs> well, hopefully there's a bit of chat that they might bring that back, but they, they, they're going to do it at the expense of fucking like interchange or something. You're like, just leave the game as it is, Steve. 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 <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to get onto the blues now. Yep. Despite the... Uh